0: another episode of paranormal the new normal i am your host as always jeremy here to try to make the world seem a little more normal in these dire times but as we know that's not easy but my guest today is dante ruccio leli and i totally just screwed that name up but it's all good (laughs) (laughs) his name's on the screen and he'll be on the episode if you want to see it so dante how you doing today
1: i'm good yeah i mean Look, if anyone else can pronounce it better than you, let them try. I don't even know how to pronounce my last name. I think it's pronounced SpaghettiOs. I'm not kidding. Maybe. <laughs> Who knows? I don't even know. And I'm sorry about moving around. My computer is in the house. If, if my phone gets low, maybe I'll have to switch there. But for now, you've got me on my phone.
0: It works for me. It works for me. So first question I asked everybody in this show, what got you into the paranormal?
1: I would say nothing because I am not even the kind of person that brings up the stuff I've seen. Uh, and I've rarely seen anything on television that compared to what I've seen. So I don't know if I'm into the paranormal or if I just believe because I've seen, does that make sense? It does. A lot of people. Okay. Go ahead. I was just going to uh, say like my wife is a star of a bunch of horror movies also um, and poor paranormal movies and things like that. And, I don't even watch her movies because it's not my I I like the stuff if it's interesting to me, but it has to be the right one for me. You know what I mean? Like, I won't go watch everything about paranormal activity or ghosts or UFOs. Does that make sense?
0: Yeah, I mean, I personally am not that big a horror movie fan to begin with either. But I mean, I've been watching a lot. I've been watching a lot lately. But other than that, that's for that's for a podcast. And I've watched a bunch a couple months ago for a podcast as well but other than that i'm not the biggest horror movie fan either i'd much rather watch a comedy or same, a good or, or a good romcom yeah. but i mean that's just that's just me but
1: so i guess I i'm will... setting it up for people who are listening to your show that go okay it's a bunch of guys that like to come on here and tell each other a bunch of lies that they've seen you know that they're that they've made up for each other because they're all into this and you can't have a podcast unless everybody's seen I'm not that guy. I don't care about any of this. I don't. I. It's not part of my focus. But I believe a hundred percent. I believe because I've seen it with my own eyes, and it was unexplainable. And in I've never seen anything like it since, past, present, anything.
0: Yeah, which I I get that, and I mean I I mean I, I've always been into the paranormal. It's just the way it is for me. But that's just because things like Bigfoot and Loch Ness Monster when I was a kid amused me and
1: made Same. me. Same. Mock- I agree with that. Yes.
0: They made me want to believe in this world that we don't understand, that there's more out there than we could ever know. And, you know, that mystery keeps life alive when you feel down in life. That mystery gives you purpose almost. And I mean, among other things, of course. But so that's mainly why I believe. And it's not everybody has to believe the same way. I am a, and that's full a believer reason. in that.
1: You, you opened it up to it when I was a kid. I wanted to learn about these magical worlds that may or may not be real. And that's fun. That's exciting to me. Honestly, when I was a kid, it was probably my most exciting thing was to learn about things like this and ESP and anything like that.
0: Exactly. I mean, hell J- JK Rowling made herself a millionaire just by going into this world a little bit, just on one side of it. Even she didn't really embrace everything even, but you got that went right. on one, she went on one side and now she's a millionaire. So people definitely have, like to go use this part just to, explore different aspects of it which I I love and I do and I'm a huge Harry Potter fan so I will say that but Same. first things I think there's very few out there who aren't but yeah first things first question I will ask is so you have experiences as you told me off camera why don't you jump into one of those experiences and pick whichever one you want and we'll we'll see how it goes
1: all right why don't I start with ghosts because the ghost one isn't as It's not backed up by anyone, whereas the UFO one is. So I'm going to start with my ghost experience. So when I was a kid, my uh, great grandmother and great aunt came to live with me and well, with my parents to help raise me. And my great aunt died. And so I moved into her bedroom and then my parents had a big party one night and I went to bed and I think I woke up. It's like, you know, three in the morning or whatever. And I see like a flashlight light light coming down my hallway and I was like oh it must be my dad doing something and then I got really scared because I thought oh no burglars carry flashlights why have my dad not just turn on a light so I got very upset and I put my eyes on my whole head kind of like like no one's in bed I just covered it up like like if there's a ghost or someone you won't see me because I pulled covers over my head so what I did was very slowly I pulled my eye out so I could look and there was a, just like in Ghostbusters, a free-floating, full-torsal, vaporous apparition, and it was real. It was standing, like, flowing bright light in my hallway at my door, and I realized it was my Aunt Betty. And she was just looking in at me, and her, my great-grandmother's bedroom was directly across from mine. You could see her door was closed from my bedroom. Aunt Betty turned around, went right through the, the the door, and went into her room. I jumped up as fast as I could. I ran to my parents' bedroom. I was screaming. I tell them everything, and they said you had a nightmare. At this point, I'd been awake for a good ten minutes, from time I saw the light to me panicking and like barely breathing under my covers. None of this was a dream. We know the difference between a dream and. You you know, you don't run to your parents after you've been sitting up and and panting and all these other things. So that was my only real experience. I will say this, like my mom went to a a place and she said that the next morning she went downstairs. It was like a, a small hotel or house that this lady took her to. And she said, sorry about this. She said that when she woke up the next day, she said, who is that man with the dog that walked into my room? And all the women said the same thing. And they go, well, it's a ghost. There's a man who walks his dog here at night, and he's not real. And they all saw him, and it was very strange. But this wasn't long after I had seen what I saw. So my mom's, I think, came around and started believing me more.
0: (laughs) Which makes sense. I mean, and parents always try to use the, oh, you had a nightmare idea when we're kids, instead of admitting that we may have seen something, because they don't want to scare us. I mean, it's reasonable. It's logical. But...
1: Yeah. Or you know what? I told my daughter, I'm like, if you ever see a ghost, they can't hurt you. So just talk to them. Be friends. You know, like if you can finally have that kind of opportunity, I wish I had a different opportunity as an adult. Of course, as a kid, you're you're terrified out of your mind and everything scares you and something terrible lives under your bed. But, you know, I think that that is one of the things like now, if I saw a ghost, I wouldn't run. Why would I? What am I afraid of? You know, no one. It's not like on the nightly news, people like, and strangely, another ghost has killed another human being. It's just not happening. Mm. So if you see one, I'm going to I'm going to want to go see them. But I wanted to tell you, the UFO experience is the one that really messed me up. And I'll tell you why. So I grew up on a military base called China Lake. It's pretty. It was very secretive when I was growing up there. It was called Naval Weapons Center China Lake. And now it's called something else. Nas or I don't know what, but. When I was growing up there, I, they in, they invented the Sidewinder I, missile. Oh, sorry. Go ahead.
0: I've heard of China Lake. You I have? know I have. I yeah. know I have. It's in some podcasts. But A lot
1: of million, uh, uh, not millionaires, a lot of uh, book writers of science fiction and stuff add it to their books a lot because it was a very secretive base, sort of like Area 51 and all of that. Um, you know, we uh, like I would see drones as a kid, uh, these giant drones, unmanned drones. You know, um, and we just thought it was the next airplane coming out from. And then we'd be like, well, I guess it never came out because we never saw it. And it was weird. But, you know, there's a lot of things like that. There were, you know, we we just knew the base was making things. But one night I was outside and this isn't the big one. I'm just telling my first encounter. I'm outside on the base and I look up in the sky because I saw a flash of light. And sure enough, a bolt of light comes right over my house, almost like if lightning were on a train going by, I don't know how to explain it any better than that. If a train was made out of lightning and went by kind of slowly, that's what I watched go over my house. I tell my dad, he tells me to call radio stations. No one saw it. No one heard it. So move on to about 20 years ago, I was married and living, living in the Valley of, of, of Los Angeles here in Los Angeles. And, uh, I lived in, I don't even remember, canoga K- 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 Winnetka. And my wife and I had gone out onto the porch. I don't know if we were there to watch our kid or have a cigarette. I don't know what we were there for. I can't even tell you. We're outside and we're sitting on the porch and it's daytime, maybe two o'clock in the afternoon. And I look up and I say to my wife, oh, that's weird. There's like a balloon up there that you can see. There's something shiny in the daytime sky. And she goes, that's a star. And I was like, It is? And she goes, look, there's like five of them right there together. I'm like, wait a minute. How is it that I've never seen a star in the middle of the day? I'm like, those are balloons or something. She's like, no. And then all of a sudden, they formed a circle of five, sort of like this, and started to rotate in that circle. And that's when we both went, what the fuck is that? Now I run to my, uh, uh, into the back room to try to grab a video camera. Back then, 20 years ago, you didn't have cameras on your phones. The video camera you had was 10 years old and shitty, and it couldn't zoom in on the fucking sky. Like, you can't even pull the moon out with these old video cameras, let alone a star. So I'm not even able to, like, catch it. At this point, my neighbor comes outside, this older man, John, who's still alive. He comes outside, and he goes, what? And I go, look, right there. We point it out to him, and sure enough, he sees it now. He's watching these five stars spin in a circle. And then all of a sudden, as we're looking, they all take off like lightning. I was watching some UFO show on Netflix at some point recently. And for the first time, I saw someone describe it identical to what I said. After 20 years of telling people this story and my ex-wife knowing the same story and this man, John, who watched it with us, we all saw it together. Finally, I'm starting to hear other people talk about this circle of stars that shoots off at the end. And I don't know what it is. Have you ever heard of this before, Jeremy?
0: Well, I mean, I haven't heard the circle part per se, but it's funny you say the star thing because that's how my UFO experience kind of happened as well. I mean, it was it was nighttime. Well, evening. It was almost, it was getting darker and it just, we were walking in to my now wife, then girlfriend's house. We were coming up the back porch, taking the kids inside for the night. And my son says to me all of a sudden, he's like, why are those stars moving? And I'm like, I probably was drinking at that point. So I'm like, what the fuck are you talking about? And then like I look up and I'm like, oh, and there was eight or wow. nine, nine star looking things moving in the same direction. I mean, it looked like there are it looked like they're far away from earth at that point but they're moving the same direction and they're moving at the rate that the human eye can tell they're moving which it, it, the human usually eye usually that's stars. something like
1: a satellite and sometimes I've, i i i mistook satellites for that but not 9 in a row
0: that's mm-hmm. crazy exactly and they're like they're in a formation kind of but not any like letter formation it's just like a cluster formation they're just going in the same direction and it, i mean it looked like they're pretty far up in space so they're away from earth but they were just i mean and my, my wife lived near the bridgewater triangle at that time so which is in massachusetts and has a lot of paranormal activity so wow. i mean they're definitely could have easily been aliens there's a lot of reports of ufos and aliens in the Bridgewater triangle yeah i mean and, for,
1: yeah sorry go ahead
0: so i mean it's funny that you said stars though because that's that's what that's how my son got my attention as he said stars are moving i'm like We can't see stars move, but these weren't stars apparently.
1: Yeah, man, it's a, it's a, it's a crazy thing. And for me to have it finally reaffirmed, it wasn't a flying saucer. It was, I didn't see anything anyone else was talking about, but to finally see it on Netflix recently. And I wish I could think of what it was. Um, But it's something that just recently came out. One of those UFO shows. I only watched it like a month ago. And when I watched it, my wife went, honey, that's exactly what you've been describing. And she points it out. It's a different wife, obviously, um, but yes. yeah, my ex-wife, same thing, man. She, she never forgot that. It was the craziest thing I've ever witnessed. Oh, I didn't even tell you what happened. So I called a bunch of radio stations because I, I live in LA. I'm a, a kind of well-known stand-up comic. I just go by Dante. Uh, I now own a, a entertainment company and have lots of celebrities that I manage and stuff like that. But back then I was writing for a big radio station here. Plus I was a big comic so I had no problem getting right through to the DJs and being like, hey man, it's Dante. Has anyone called in about a UFO? No, all right, thanks. I called all of them, right? So then I decide I'm going to call the FBI. There's a field office I used to live across the street from, why not? I'll call them, I'll report it. So here's exactly what happens, man. When you call the FBI and you say, I saw something in the sky, and I here are my exact words. I remember how I said it, I go, I don't want to call it an unidentified flying object, but I just witnessed five unidentified flying objects. And I heard this on the other line. I swear to God, I heard. (sighs) Go on. (laughs) (laughs) I was like, all right, you're not making me feel too confident, my friend. But I have a couple of witnesses. None of us have been drinking. None of us are, you know, on drugs or anything like that. I said, I told him the whole story I told you. And he goes, so what am I supposed to do with this? And I said, I don't know, man. I'm letting you know in case anyone else calls in. All right. But I'm just letting you know. He goes, I said, since you're not obviously not taking me that serious, can you tell me the best option for me? He goes, what you should honestly do is call the FAA and let them know. So I call the FAA. The FAA gives me instructions and says, call the FBI back and tell them this. So I call back the FBI and here's what I get. Hello? FBI, and I go, hey man, it's the UFO guy. And I hear, Sigh. go on. <laughs> so I told him whatever information FAA said, and he's like, yeah, yeah, I'm writing that down. Thanks again for being a concerned citizen, sir. And that was it. That was the extent of it. I've repeated it to a few friends. I don't even think I've ever talked about it on a podcast or on TV or anything. So you might be the first one that's ever broadcast this to the world because. It's not on my radar, you know what I mean? I, I even have a, a client whose husband had that one of those paranormal shows, Ghost Hunters or something, I don't know. Um, but, you know, like I said, it's not my thing unless I'm super interested in it at the time. Like you as a kid, I loved Sasquatch and all those things. As an adult, there's other things that interest me that are more in, in this realm. But, you know, these were kind of outside of what I ever think about. I don't think to repeat them. I feel like, of course, there's people in, in space. You know, we're the only people or you know, existence in the world. Of course, there's some other forms of... And then I had a weird thought. I smoke a lot of pot, but I wasn't smoking pot back then. I only started recently. So I
0: mean, I've been smoking pot for almost 20 years, but yeah, same.
1: Right. So what I wanted to say is pot opens up your mind sometimes. Sometimes you go, oh, wow, man, that's a cool idea. I had one of those the other day. When I was thinking about this, about coming on your show, I thought, wow, what if, what if UFOs or whatever most people are actually seeing are our government giving futuristic or going back into the future tour group things where people can go, hey, this is what the earth looked like back then. And, you know, uh, maybe it's not even the American government. Maybe it's the world government or who knows what. But I also think there's also people out in space. But I do think that since we're getting so many people coming here and, like, probing and things like this, I'm almost wondering if we're being examined by our own people from the future.
0: You are not the first person I've heard to give that idea out. I mean, it's 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 been proposed before that what if the aliens that we see nowadays are just future humans. they're going yeah. back? They're going back in time to either try to help us and develop things or they're going back in time to just like like you said like they could be just time travel tours pay a couple thousand dollars and go back 200 years 1000 years and see out what the earth was like back then it's highly highly possible but i don't know i mean i don't know I just, man
1: it's just a thought but i think it's it's more highly possible that there's life out there i mean it's silly to think that we're alone in space because all you need is the right Few things to get life, and water is the key element. So if there's water somewhere, or maybe not. Maybe there's other life forms that don't need water in this universe.
0: Oh, I mean, there definitely are. I mean, it's been basically. I mean, Mars had to have life at one point, and there's there was water at one point on that planet. But and I mean, a couple months ago, well, maybe like four or five months ago now, there was a picture of from a from a satellite or from a probe that we sent out of what looked like almost a like a warthog or like a wild boar on Mars. So I don't I mean
1: Yeah. I mean I, don't, I totally I don't... believe that there's life out there. It's silly to think otherwise. And and I'm I'm a skeptic of a lot of things. You know what I mean? Like for me, even though I grew up reading every book on on Bigfoot and and like I lived in the Sierra Nevadas and I always thought I was gonna see one and all this stuff. Once I kind of grew up I, I I had a friend that I was like we were on the same team for a while. We were on the, we both love Bigfoot team. And then he started saying shit to me that sounded too crazy. And I was like, I can't be on the Bigfoot team with you. Cause he kept saying to me, I was like, well, man, if there's a Bigfoot, how come, how come the people who invented Bigfoot claim that they didn't, that that it's all a hoax. And he's like, cause they don't want you to know. I was like, okay, well, where's, where's the Bigfoot's bones? Well, they live on the other side of the, the, the universe there's a different realm they walk through. That's why we don't ever have their bones. I'm like, okay, we can't be friends over well, Bigfoot anymore. We can be friends, but not over Bigfoot because we we're I'll, we're on two opposing teams.
0: Well, I mean, well, opposing teams on this type of stuff is how good good debates happen. I like a good but, debate, by the way. Yeah, it's that's how good debates happen. But I mean, and it has been proposed by many paranormal investigators that Bigfoot may be interdimensional. That he may be crossing over our to, to to our dimension for some reason, food or something, and it may if they die here, they may just kind of evaporate like ash almost, and like like they they have to um, if they're in a different dimension, who knows how what happens when they pass? And I just saw an article the other day that's or something the other day that supposedly bones have been found of a, of a Bigfoot, but I didn't really look into it because you know. You see things on Facebook and you can't always trust that they're actually real. I know.
1: (laughs) I know. Yeah, I mean, look, if someone had some sort of proof or something, but when the people who commit the hoax tell you that it's a hoax, I tend to believe them. Sort of like there were those girls in England who kept taking pictures of themselves as fairies everywhere and saying that there were fairies all over England and Ireland. And then later it was discovered those were just them taking pictures of themselves and using trick photography. And for me, it's like... I had fun believing in the fairies, but once they told me, I was like, okay, that's a fun hoax too.
0: Well, I mean, I will say, I mean, are you talking about, the, when you say the people who created said there's a hoax, are you talking about the Patterson-Gimlin film? Yes, yes. Because they actually came out years ago and said that they it's not a hoax. Just the one of them who said it, uh, it whether it was Patterson or Gimlin or one of the other two guys that was with them, he said that just because he was sick of getting attention for it. And he didn't want to do conventions or any of that anymore. So he said it just to get out of the attention. But I think he said on his deathbed like it wasn't a hoax.
1: Who knows? And guess what? I hope he did say that even if it was a hoax. Because to me, this is the kind of stuff that's magical, whether it's real or not. So that's why I was open to debate. Because your opinion, my opinion, it until we find proof, it's just thoughts and hopes and, and what you know we can imagine for, and and I am down for all of it, man. Like I want to live in a world with fairies and Bigfoots and UFOs and things like that. And I know that some are going to be real and some aren't, but until we figure it out, I'll believe what I see with my eyes and what other people tell me they've seen. And if someone, you know, like I said, whether, whether we're right or wrong on the Bigfoot thing, whether they committed the hoax or not, it's still a fun thing to be a part of whether it's real or not. Does that make sense? I'm down for either.
0: It, it does make sense, and I will say this, though. What most of us who are really into the paranormal field believe is that the and giblin film, the creature you see in that film, there was not technology back then to either A, make a fake film like that, or B, to make a suit like that that looks that authentic. In the 60s when this film was taking, or 70s, whenever it was, there was not any Hollywood Studio that could make a suit that realistic, there was not. I mean, if you look at Harry and the Hendersons that came out in what the late eighties, and that was the best big suit, Bigfoot suit they could make back in the eighties. Like they couldn't make that in the sixties and seventies. Like no one's doing that.
1: Yeah, I I don't know. What do I know? Because you know, it doesn't mean that one of their wives or somebody didn't buy a suit somewhere. Or I don't know. I I don't know. I really don't. I, I I don't know. And like, like I said earlier, I kind of hope it's all real. But, you know, when it comes to something like a creature that no one has ever been able to catch or find or videotape except once in its entire history, like the, the, the Loch Ness or or Bigfoot or something, then it is a little bit harder, you know. Well, like as, yeah, go ahead.
0: I actually had a guest who was supposed to be on my show a couple of times now, but she's really busy because she. She's the international. She's the head of the International Dracontology Alliance, which means she basically researches like sea serpents, sea monsters, that type of thing. And she spends a lot of time up in um, Lake Champlain looking for Champ. She spends a few times a year over in Loch Ness looking Champ for Champ terrifies for my
1: wife, by the way. I don't know why she watched it. One, one thing about Champ, and my wife's been terrified of Champ ever since.
0: Well, I mean, uh, well, the idea of a uh, the, the idea of a dinosaur still living in the lake is terrifying to anybody, but I mean it's just and she th- this woman I was supposed to have on my show she posts things on Facebook all the time that is sonar photos videos and honestly I believe in Loch Ness now more than I ever did because the stuff she,
1: the, the stuff she posts like makes me believe. Hey, I look if you show me stuff like that, maybe I would too. I'm not. I'm. I'm just saying from from what I've seen and stuff, it's harder for me to believe. But sure. That's what I. That was actually the next thing I was gonna say. I was gonna say, look, with Champ and or Champ and uh, Bigfoot, or or especially Nessie, you feel like if there was good enough sonar, which we have, if they can find the Titanic, they could find Nessie. That's not that that is moving. Titanic wasn't even moving. Uh, You know what I mean? Um, So I don't know. Like you said, if if they have it, I'd be interested in seeing it. But yeah, that's. I feel like once technology started to catch up with some of these things. That's when I was like, yeah, I guess I guess you're right. Like maybe there weren't suits back then or maybe, you know, um they could have faked it because technology is so good. You know, it's it's so hard to tell until you get to the point where you where future catches up to the the thing and we can almost like examine it better. Does that make sense? Like we are with sonar.
0: It makes a lot of sense and I will say it's probably to some degree true. I mean, cuz I mean, well the thing, though, is, though, if these are interdimensional beings, they most likely have ways to avoid being caught on footage of camera or video. I mean, they have.
1: I'm not against that. You're not wrong. But I will say this. And this is what happened with me and my my Loch Ness friend who I and and I again, I. Am still a huge fan of or not my Loch Ness friend of Bigfoot and always have been like I even remember when in school when you could order books to buy. I always bought this kind of stuff. It was always about Bigfoot. It was always about something like this. Bermuda Triangle, UFOs. But when he was like every excuse, I was like, well, what if? He's like, no, they they could evaporate then. I was like, well, what about this? Well, they don't poop. What about this? No, they don't pee either. All right. Well, what about? I was like, how do you know all these things? He's like, I'm not, I don't. But I've I've answered these questions enough to know that these are possibilities. I'm like, all right. Well, then anything's possible. Right, because you can always say, "But what if?"
0: Well, I mean that's true, and a lot of the paranormal field is just what ifs. I mean that's that's the problem is that with people who are skeptics, is a lot of the paranormal field is what ifs, and we don't have to find answers. But I mean, I've seen enough pictures of where supposedly Bigfoots, where supposedly dog men, where supposedly sea lake creatures that I can believe because I've seen these pictures on social media and. Even if half of them are faked, the half that aren't fake are still enough to make you believe. I mean, it only takes one decent picture to make you be like, all right, there's something there. There is something there. I don't know what it is, but there's something there.
1: Yeah, I get it. I'm with you. Because I'm also one of those people who wants to believe. Even though I can be skeptical, I still am always skeptical because I want to believe. Does that make sense? Almost like the X-Files. I was just going to say...
0: That's a Fox Mulder. That's a Fox Mulder right there.
1: That's me, man. I was like Fox Mulder. I do believe. I've seen. I've seen. I just want to believe in the next one and the next one. And so, show me more proof. I'm hungry for it.
0: Well, I mean, well, put it this way. I fully believe in aliens, and let's jump over to that again, because all right, there was. I don't know if you've heard of this, but back when Truman was president, there was an alien named Valiant Thor, who was a Norse alien they described them as because they look like people from finland sweden they look like norse people and he supposed this this extraterrestrial supposedly came to the white house and the pentagon for weeks at a time and was talking to people the government officials and talking to truman and there's pictures of him sitting like behind truman when truman's giving speeches but because he looks just like any other human most people didn't question it and his and Truman's daughter later confirmed this happened because she was around and she met it she met this creature so that is one of my most that's one of the extraterrestrial experiences in this world that i fully believe happened great because I, there's so much, there's what, so I bet much you, if
1: i looked into it i would love it whether i believe or not because it's right up my alley but yeah man once you see enough people that are sane say things cuz cuz here's the sad part to be honest with you sad part is people think of you as foolish or mentally ill if you believe in things like this. You know what I mean? Sometimes. I'm not talking about you, I'm talking about myself also, everybody. Everybody involved in stuff like this. They go, they must be mentally ill. But there's also a stigma about having mental illnesses like depression or anxiety. Why? Why? When we all know someone with depression and anxiety isn't a harm or threat to the world. They are they are a harm and threat to themselves. You know what I mean? And if someone wants to believe in Bigfoot, they are not a harm or threat to anyone else and maybe not even to themselves. So what is the big deal about uh, looking into these things? Because if if the people like us that want to believe and and do believe and have seen some things don't speak up, people are just going to be seeing the the other people who you'll never believe. Does that make sense?
0: It does, 100%. And I will say though that the, I mean part of the reason for my, my show being called what it is is that paranormal is becoming the new normal more people believe in this stuff now than don't because all these I mean what discovery Pu- discovery plus app and all these other like sh- there's so many shows now about these creatures about different phenomenon that are paranormal that more people are believing in this stuff than ever before yeah I mean, when I was when I was a kid, if I asked someone if they believe in Bigfoot, maybe two out of five would say, "Oh, I know what that is." Three out of that five wouldn't. Now you ask five people if they believe, if they know a Bigfoot or if they believe in Bigfoot, all five are going to say they know what Bigfoot is. But I mean, you may only get four out of five that believe, but you're still going to have five that know what a Bigfoot is because they've seen of enough. Course. Of course,
1: and then more people, I think, knew a little bit more about it once finding Bigfoot kind of got popular. Um, right, wouldn't you agree? Because people who you know didn't know about it or anything back then at least got to know more about it. And oh, go ahead, sorry.
0: Oh no, I wasn't I wasn't about to say
1: anything. Oh, but, um... okay. I thought I, I thought I heard you say. But yeah, like finding Bigfoot, they should have changed that name to just Bigfoot because they never found him. you know what I mean? Like they were finding people who had great stories, but man, I always wish that they were I every week I would tune in and be like I wish you were more on the trail of this guy. You know what I mean? And not just uh whatever that crazy man's name was that would go out there and howl all night,
0: yeah, oh uh <laughs> but i I mean here's the thing, if you want real documentaries that are about this stuff where they actually find not exactly they don't have they don't have evidence of a bigfoot per se, but small town monsters is a production company, a very indie independent production company that they have done nine or ten documentaries at least now on different subjects. A few on Bigfoot, but they actually went to the Olympic Project out in off the coast of Washington. And they have footage in their, in their film of Bigfoot Nest. Because the Olympic Project is a section of Washington by the coast that's closed off to the public. It's a government-run area. And there are dozens of Bigfoot Nests set up alongside each other on there or what they believe to be Bigfoot nests, because no other animal we know of would make this kind of creation. Crazy. So, I mean, I always recommend everybody, Small Town Monsters, if you want to watch a real documentary about people who care about cryptids and want to, like, discover them for good reasons, watch their stuff, because they actually care, and they want to believe. They they want to prove this stuff is real. Very cool. They actually just shot a new one up in Alaska that hasn't released yet, but they shot the last one is up in Alaska. Wow. And that's supposed to be a Bigfoot hotspot because it's so isolated. So, I mean, I, I mean, it's. By the way, I was going
1: to say one thing that you also had brought up earlier when you said that Nessie is a dinosaur. I believe that there are still creatures out there that we haven't discovered. Just like under the sea, there are so many creatures that every year they're like, by the way. Cameras have just gotten down to fifty thousand feet below, you know, and now we have this new fish that we never saw before. So why is it unrealistic to think that there's some sort of creature that lived in a lake for a thousand years or a million years, or is the second or the third that's lived there?
0: It's not unbelievable because they've proven that the that Loch Ness has caves that go out to the ocean at the bottom of it. So why why who why is it so hard for anybody to believe that? a possible dinosaur-type creature, goes uses Loch Ness to lay its eggs and raise its young, and then it goes back out to the ocean for the rest of the year.
1: It's it's a possibility. I'm not ruling it out. Is it is it for sure? Who knows? Who knows? Like, the Loch Ness one never got me that much, only because it was such a weird, blurry photo. I wish it was more like, you know, the video we saw of Bigfoot. Because just to have this blurry photo of like a bent finger coming out of water,
0: yeah,
1: me, you know, I'm like, where the hell's the rest of this guy? Where's his eyeballs? Where's his mouth? Where's his face?
0: I mean, there are better pictures and videos out there nowadays that that might make you more of a believer, but you just have all you have to do is Google them. But the thing is, there's reports of other living dinosaurs in different parts of the world as well. I mean, there's Makale Mbembe in the Congo, in Africa is supposed to be like a brontosaurus or a species like that and the natives in that part have been reporting it for hundreds of years when white men first went down there they the natives like I said like we have this creature that fights with hippos it it lives in the water and they actually, and the name Macaulay bembe means it who stops the flow of water so And I mean, they they went through a book of like all these creatures that live in water and pointed out to the natives like, is it this? Is it this? And they said no every time until they saw a picture of a dinosaur and they said, that's what it is. Wow. And I mean, there's also in Chile, South America, there's reports of uh, there's reports of uh, in one area of the jungle, there's reports of raptors like velociraptors that still live there, and the tribe that lives near them worships them and tells tourists. Don't go in the woods, or you will not come back. And <laughs> it's it's happened a few times. Horses have gone in the woods and not come back. I mean, yeah. whether the whether and the tribe's killing them off. I mean, who knows?
1: But right, and who knows what happened? But sure, it's a, it's a possibility. Look, like I said, I am, I'm definitely not a full time skeptic. I'm more like, you know, Mulder and Scully. I've seen stuff, and I believe, and I want to believe in the next thing, or I want to expose that it's a phony, so that I can move on to the next one.
0: Yeah, I mean, yeah. At, at least to at myself.
1: I don't need to expose it to the world. I just mean for me for fun. Because it is a fun little thing to do on the side. And then there is a science part to it because when it comes to UFOs, even scientists and the US government are admitting, yes, there are UFOs. Like we yep. kept it from you long enough.
0: Yeah, I mean they basically released it as try to be a distraction from COVID, but because of COVID, barely anybody pay attention to the announcement. It basically got white. I mean, or even they released it during that time, just because they knew people wouldn't pay attention to that announcement. They would just be like, "But what about the new COVID vaccine coming out?" Like that's what they're looking at, not the. Sure, that the in the middle made, of, of a, a pandemic,
1: we didn't care about aliens.
0: Well, I did. Well, as soon as I saw that, I was like, "What?" But yeah, like course. it was, it was the biggest news break for me in thirty years. But
1: right, right. Yeah, I always wish that they would release better stuff when they say things like this. Though it's always more. You know, you get a, a classified document with like black lines all over it, and it says black, 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 alien ship, black, 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 black. Like, what? What's in this?
0: Exactly. I mean, well, they have released a bunch of documents now that you can read fully, and I mean, you just got to you just got to know where to find them, like on the Pentagon website or the U.S. Congress website. You got to know where to find them, and and the last thing I will say about dinosaurs, though, is in the American Southwest. There's been reports of 50, 60 years now, at least, of pterodactyl or pterosaurs that that have seen. Like, there's even been reports of them picking up like dogs and small children from front yards and trying to fly away with them. There's a famous one out of the Southwest where a kid got, which kid was playing in his front yard, a pterodactyl-like creature picked it up, started flying away with it, and then father and all the neighbors started shooting at it, and eventually it dropped the kid. But and it just flew off into, like, the distance.
1: We live in a wacky world. I'm not going to lie. Really, when people are still discovering things under the ocean, I'm like, then then what's the problem with finding things in the sky? It's much bigger, you know? Or in a jungle that we haven't really looked through because you can't see into, you know? there's mm-hmm. so. M- I mean, there's so many creatures we haven't even discovered, whether it's a prehistoric uh, ant that's in South America or whatever. Just saying, there's so many things that it's not impossible. Like if we saw a duck billed platypus today, we'd think we saw an alien, because we've never seen one of those before.
0: Yeah, I mean, well, it's like the Tasmanian tiger, like they're little, they're little tigers basically. But and we just recently found footage of one in black and white that was taken in like the 30s or 40s or something like that. Right. Or maybe in the 50s, but. People supposedly have seen them lately, like in Tasmania, they've seen them lately, supposedly like still alive, but they're supposed to be extinct for 70 years now.
1: Or like, um, yeah, there's there's so many things like that. It's crazy.
0: I mean, my favorite example when it comes to oceans is the Greenland shark. It was, it can live for three to 400 years and they just recently found one and we thought we never knew they existed. It was, they recently took a picture of one, like a nice right. clear picture, a nice clear picture, and they classified it. So
1: tortoises can live what, 150, 200 years? I mean, oh, it's some, not,
0: some, yeah, some can live like up to 300, I think. Yeah. But it's just we discover new stuff on this Earth every year. Exactly. And usually, so. usually, usually, it's bugs or small reptiles, stuff that's easily hid. Or can hide and lives in like caves where we don't go normally normally it's that type of stuff or oceanic stuff that we just can't find because it's so rare and so deep but it's every once in a while though we find new mammals i mean we find new monkeys every five or six years we find new monkeys in the jungle different species and whatnot so
1: and some of these are probably creatures that started myths you know what i mean like they say like There's a gray gorilla that people used to think was a ghost gorilla or some I don't know what I'm saying, but you know what I mean. People see certain things and call it something else because they've never seen something like it.
0: I do. I mean, gorillas themselves were one of the original cryptids because the natives would say there's these big hairy men looking things that live in the jungle, and they didn't know what to call it, and eventually we classified them as gorillas because they were real and they were living in the jungle and they, they walk like men and they look like big hairy men so who knows I mean it's just there's so much stuff out there we haven't discovered yet and that will be discovered eventually but hopefully it's not because we kill them all out doing something stupid
1: yeah I hope not
0: I mean personally me, I hope so too I mean because I want to believe in everything but it's the only thing I had someone ask me this once and they said like if there's one cryptid that you had to say you don't believe in that you think is very unlikely to ever be found and proven true yeah. What would it be? And my answer was the chupacabra. Because a... I, I feel like the chupacabra if anything is an alien so it's not really a cryptid. It's just an alien species that we don't know about.
1: Sure. Or it could just be you know uh, an old tale of people telling their kids don't go out there there's a chupacabra but really it's you know uh, wolves or something else. Who knows? They just want their kids to stay safe. Some of these things not all but some were just meant to control people. Don't go over there because there's a creature that will eat you. There's no creature.
0: Exactly. I mean, they could all be like, a lot of these could be the boogeyman stories we tell our kids to keep them safe.
1: Of course. And like that jackrabbit one, whatever that's called, a jackalope?
0: A jackalope, yeah. But that's, that was a tall tale. There's a lot of tall tales that have been told by early Americans, like because they're sure. bored out in the frontier and all that. I mean, they're they bored out in the frontier, and they need something to believe in and something to tell stories about around the campfire night while they're drinking. Of so, course.
1: Of course. And I mean, who's the, to say that the chupacabra isn't that? But for, you know, Latinos and whoever else.
0: I mean, yeah. The, well, the, I mean, uh, they're... I mean, supposedly they did have a chupacabra body, and they said, like, this doesn't match anything else that we have on Earth, like, genetically. But then the body... Of course, disappear because the government does what they do. Sure. So who knows? But I mean, it's just the way it is, and that's just the way it goes.
1: Yeah, it's, it's, here's the thing. I, the reason I also find this kind of stuff interesting is because you could be uh, poo pooed on it for years, and then all of a sudden the government says, actually, there are UFOs. There you go. Exactly.
0: And if you think the government doesn't know that there's a Bigfoot, you'd be out of your mind because there's been stories of like forest fires out west by where you live and these bigfoot like in one a bigfoot comes scrambling out of the forest all burnt up half alive and an ambulance came they put it in the ambulance they got they listened to its bowels and everything else and tried to help it as best they could but then as soon as the ambulance takes down the road a black car stops them and neither anyone's worker has ever has ever heard from him again the government makes them either keep quiet and change their identities and move or the government just disposes of them and takes care of the bigfoot themselves like that's just the way it goes
1: so i wanted to say to you on this sort of same subject about how the government sort of tells you the narrative i know this isn't um paranormal but it's conspiracy but I wanted to throw something out there. People are always asking me because I do study the JFK stuff. They're like, who do you think shot Kennedy? Well, I think it was a lot of people, and I, I don't know the reasons why. But there were three people that are definitely people who did the shooting, and they're called the Three Tramps. Have you, did you ever follow this at all? So there were three tramps up on the Grassy Knoll, and one of them is uh, the father of uh, Woody Harrelson. Woody Harrelson's dad. Woody Harrelson's dad uh, was one of these three tramps being walked out by a police officer. Now, when you look at the pictures of them, that police officer, no one recognized him. They were like, he doesn't work for the Dallas Police Department. So he, so there's a man dressed like a policeman walking three what they call tramps back then, hobos, bums, out. Yeah. Um, these men were up on the grassy knoll when it all took place and they were being walked out. But the reason I know that it had to be Woody Harrelson's dad as one of the shooters is because that's what he did for a living. He had assassinated different people. He spent time in jail for assassinating a judge. Um, he died in jail because he assassinated a judge. Um, but yeah, I mean, uh, I to me, it's it's not paranormal, but it's definitely so many questions about this and so much government cover up and weird things like that, where you've got photos of people that no one else. You know, knows where they disappeared to or who they were, or you know, and you're like, Well, we do know some of them. One of them's Woody Harrelson's dad. Why didn't you ask him?
0: Well, I mean, and conspiracies are paranormal to some degree because there are things that we can't explain, which basically is what paranormal is. But as far as the JFK thing was goes, I always believed it was the government that shot him. Somebody the government hired took him out because he was trying to change things too much and the rest of the government didn't like it so they were trying to take him out like the big the big people like the cabals that new world order like they didn't like it so they were trying to control things so they took him out
1: could be i've never been able to figure out who i i think did it because there's so many possibilities you've got you know people saying it was the cubans you've got people saying it was the government you've you've even got people saying oh it was uh lbj you know or uh, other people within his own group. Um, so there's a million theories. So I don't know why they did it. I just seem to know a couple of the ones that did do it. But the, the reason I got so into it was I was going through Dealey Plaza one day and this guy recognized me from last comic standing. I used to be on a show called last comic standing on NBC.
0: And, oh, I know that show. Yeah. yeah.
1: And I walked over and he goes, Hey man, uh, I want you to meet my friend. He, uh, he wrote this book, and uh, I go over there, and he introduces me to this guy who wrote the book that the JFK movie was based off of. Um, God, what's his name? He's a good friend of mine, too. It's gonna drive, I, 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 It doesn't matter. Marijuana, you're an asshole. Listen, so <laughs> um, he says to me, Dante, uh, you and your pretty wife want to go on a, a real JFK tour? I said, sure. He goes, well, I get off in an hour. I like to sell my wares out here. Why don't you guys go take the the, the, the tour inside the, the book d- depository. So that's a museum. Now we go up there and it's very clear. You get to stand exactly where he was. It's very clear that you can't get those shots from where he was in that building. Um, just yeah. whose who shoots I, you know, I, I could tell I'm like, there's no, there's no possible way. So you go, okay, the, there's no magic bullet. That was just some bullshit made up by the Warren commission. This bullet that supposedly went through Kennedy's neck and into, you know, Governor Connolly's knee and then back out and then through Kennedy's head on the way back out and through the, uh, you know, his clavicle and and Connolly's, uh, you know, right wrist or whatever this magic bullet did. Instead of them saying multiple people shot, which every witness kept saying there was, we heard multiple shots, not not one. Um, But anyway, so after this, he takes us on a tour. And what really changed my mind about everything was he goes, let's time things. He goes, look up right now what it says. You know, when when they say that uh, Oswald ran from the book depository, they say 10 minutes later, he was he had run to this other neighborhood and he shot a cop. He goes, we're going to get in my car and it's going to take us longer than 10 minutes to drive there. So we get in his car. We drive to this place where the cop was shot. Sure enough, it's about 15 minutes. Then he goes from here, five minutes later, he's supposedly at the Texas theater. So he drives there. That's a half hour drive. We get to the Texas theater and there's no way he could have been there minutes later. You know, so could he have gotten there by going straight there? Absolutely. Was he involved? Sure. I believe all of that. Was he a patsy? Of course. Um, But I'm just saying when people say, well, we know who did it. It was Oswald. I'm like, there's no possible way he was the one shooting. Everyone who was there told the government it came from the grassy you knoll. Yep. But again, That's, I mean, you said I've always
0: heard that too.
1: Much, so much. You know, even the Warren Commission is a big cover-up.
0: Well, I mean, the government and their cover-ups can go back hundreds of years. To even ancient governments had cover-ups. I mean, the governments are going to do what they want to do. And they're going to lie to the public and say whatever they want to say to cover something up. That's just the way it goes. I mean, I I always question the JFK because, I mean, you learn one thing in school. But you know, like, if you're at least somewhat intelligent, you know that's not true. You know there's some holes in that theory and that facts they try to sell you. But I don't know. I mean, it's just
1: and yeah. there's so weird coincidences. I mean, think about this. Right after he was killed, all of a sudden, Jack Ruby... People were like, oh, he's just a patriot who wanted him dead. No, he wanted him to shut the fuck up. That's why he killed him immediately. Jack Ruby went there, you know, the next day and shot him immediately. This guy was a mobster. He was a well-known mobster. There's no other reason for him to quiet this man, you know. Um, yeah, and then just like, uh, who was it? There was, a, I forget her name, a very famous um, 1950s reporter, had a big meeting with Jack Ruby one night and he gave her all the information from his jail cell on the way home. uh, She went off the road and was killed.
0: Oh, I've Um, heard about that. I've I've heard about that. Yeah.
1: (laughs) Right. She finally gets the big story and, and then she's killed and there's no notes of her conversation. Give me a break.
0: I mean, yeah, it's, it's all a little bit too conspicuous for me to ever believe that the government's not cleaning up their mess yep but i i mean let me ask you this though what do you think of the moon landing in 69 do you think that was true I'll, or no i
1: i think it's true and i'll tell you why i grew up on a military base at the time china lake and if they were going to film it anywhere it would have been there because we look like the face of the moon but that's not why they were there my father was actually in charge of any visitors to the base so in my home, we had all the astronauts, we had everybody, and they were really out there training every day for this mission. They were getting ready for it. No one was faking it. No one was faking it on this base because if you're going to fake it on the base, this would have been the fake base. There was nothing out there at the time more secretive or hard to get onto than my stupid base, which I hated because it was hard to get on and off, and I lived on it. Um, but, yeah, man, I know that there's a lot of theories. And I, as a stand-up, I even had a joke about it. I used to say, you know, everybody remembers seeing the moon land and it coming down and him jumping off who was filming. (laughs) But then, of course, you know, that the you know, it had arms on it with cameras and it was set up to film the moon landing and it was all, you know, supposed to happen like that. So am I 100 percent sure about anything in this world? No, but I can say that because I lived on such a weird secretive base and my dad was so heavily involved and he's the kind of person who would have exposed any sort of government cover-up. Um, I don't think that that was not real. I, I I believe it's real, and here's why too. I mean, people have done it since then, and million times over. We've all gone to space and and other things, and it's just not that inconceivable to me. It's like saying, did did uh, you know? People really land in America? I don't know. Did they? Or was it Portugal and they walked here? I don't know. But I do know with this, my father was involved in it. And I have a lot of the old shit. I'm even selling something on eBay right now. It's a, what do they call those? Challenge coins. That's from 1969, July 1st. And it's got all their names. Collins, you know. uh,
0: Armstrong and all that, yeah.
1: (laughs) Yeah. So...
0: yeah. Let me ask you this, because a lot of people say, and myself included, if you watch the video from the conference after they landed, it looks on their faces like they're all terrified of something they saw up there.
1: Who knows? But, I mean, shit, man, I could say that about every time you know, they, they did come home to their wives, right? <laughs> <laughs> you see, my thing been gone for a long time and come home. And, and let's not forget, we also make it seem like life is easy when you're an astronaut or anyone else in the public eye. I can't well, even how these poor guys felt. And they weren't, you know, I thought they were kids. I thought they were like, you know, 20-something. These are 39-year-old men that went into space. Um, and the, most of them were about 39 years old. And they, um, imagine how terrifying it is and, and how shitty their lives must have been. Like, yes, we can go, well, they were American heroes. But I promise you, their parents were screaming at them, don't do this. And their wives were saying, you have a child. Please don't. Give it to your buddy. Let him go. And, you know, I feel like I know this because as someone who, you know, I don't know, has seen things like this in real life, you know that stuff like this happens a lot, you know?
0: Yeah. I mean. I mean, I don't know. I just – I feel like there was – I mean, I've heard reports, too, that some of them actually said, like, as they're getting near the end of their lives, they would say to people, like, we were being watched up there. Like, something was watching us on the moon, and something hey, was actually on the moon watching us.
1: Maybe. Maybe. Who knows? Who knows? Man, I don't know, really. Like, I don't even know. And and I'm sure that there's a lot of bullshit. Like, you know, I know – 20 people from my dad's work that all had golf balls that supposedly had been on the moon. Really? They would have had to fill the fucking ship with golf balls to bring back that many for all the people that claim they have a moon golf ball. So of course, there's a lot of bullshit and lying going on, whether it's meaningful or not. Um, But yeah, man, I believe that the moon landing happened. But for sure, could something have been on the moon? Absolutely. Could they have been terrified about it and told not to talk? Fuck yeah. Maybe that's why we don't go back to the moon all the time. No one wants to see this just, creature that's gonna I, kill everyone.
0: I was just gonna say that, and I've also had people on this show before tell me that they've they've heard theories and they believe it that the moon is hollow, that it's like a Death Star almost, that like there's something, there's a, there's a, some society living inside of it.
1: Who knows? And I mean, that's a theory, just like my theory of do people go back in time to come watch us? Who knows? They're all good theories, though. It's fun to think about. And it gives exactly. us something to, uh, expand our minds with, but man, I had a great time being on here today and it was, yeah, it was a lot of fun talking about this stuff. Like I said, I, I never really talk about it. I'm glad you asked me about the moon landing. Cause I didn't even realize how close I was to it until you asked. Um, and also my father-in-law, my, my, my wife's dad, he was, um, he was in Vietnam But what's crazy is we just took him to, before he died, we took him to the Veterans Association to see if they could help him financially because he had Alzheimer's. And um, when we were there, the guy looked him up by social and and what ship he was on and all this stuff. And he's like, oh my God, you're one of the men that pulled John Glenn out of the ocean. And my wife screams, she's like, what? He's like, yeah, that was me. And she's like, what? Why didn't you ever tell me this? That's insane. (laughs) So apparently he was the guy, you know, one of the guys who found the pod in the water and the USS Turner pulled up and they grabbed him, oh, and pulled okay. him under the
0: ship. That's cool. right? That's cool. Ima- yeah. imagine, find that, imagine if you just find that out about your parent like 40, 50 years later, like, like, oh, my God, like you were one of them. Like, it just it, I mean, it's like, uh, it's crazy. It'd be like finding out, like, from your grandfather on his deathbed. Oh, yeah. I was one of the U.S. agents that showed up at Roswell.
1: <laughs> right. Right. Wait. Why didn't you tell me this? I didn't think you'd care.
0: And that, of course, that's what they'd say, because they were old timers and they were just kept quiet about everything. But well, it has been a pleasure having you on, Dante. hundred percent. It's been a been a fun episode.
1: Tell Anyth- people to watch me. Uh, I then go to my social media. It's Dante the comic on everything. Dante the comic. Um, I think on Facebook, it's my name that's spelled out here. R-U-S-C-I-O-L-E-L-L-I. Try that. On for size, everybody. Um, and yeah, I have some movies I've directed. You can watch too. I directed a movie called Bro What Happened. I don't even know where it's it is. Torrent it, stream it, get it off of uh, YouTube. It's very funny. It stars Jamie Kennedy, Bobby Lee, myself, and a whole bunch of other people. It's like the hangover meets super bad. And then I did a war I've movie heard of it. I directed. Yeah, it's very fun. I did a war movie I directed and star in called Unfallen with Michael Madsen and James Hong, and we shot it in like three countries. It was really fun. And we're doing a new horror movie called House of Karma that'll be out next year um, that we wrote and we're producing and stuff in November.
0: Nice. Nice. Uh, So to all my listeners, be sure to check out those movies. It sounds incredibly... I've heard of Bro What Happened. I definitely have heard of that one. I I I,
1: I love Bro What Happened. It's such a fun movie. These kids wake up after a crazy party and things have happened to him, and they need to figure out what happened before this guy's girlfriend shows up. And it's just a fun romp with a lot of celebrities in like every scene.
0: It and, sounds like, it sounds like dude, where's my car meets the right, hangover.
1: Right, 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 right. It's kind of like that, so, man. So fun. Or super bad meets the hangover. Yeah.
0: It's yeah, so kind fun. of. I, I, I can see that too.
1: Yeah. Well, have a good one, man. It was fun chatting with you and debating and uh, talking about all this. I had a fun time. Thank you so much.
0: Yeah. Definitely been a good episode. And for all my listeners, you know you can find me at Paranormal New Normal slash Maniacal Music Musings Facebook podcast with the S Facebook group. You can find me on Twitter as at Juggalo Bastard and on the gram as that. And you could find us on YouTube as Paranormal the New Normal and on TikTok as Juggalo Bastard Podcast. Thank you all for listening. Thank you all for watching. And I'll be sure to c- catch up you all next time. And to our, our guest, Dante, to drop off. But I thank you for being on. And I will be back, I believe, on Wednesday with a new episode. Thank you for watching.